Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. Now, not to be negative, but Ireland is a little bit crap at the moment, isn't it? We've been talking about it being crap all night, i.e., the cost of living, i.e., you know, the violence on the streets and what the American embassy are saying about us. But lots of people are complaining, and lots of people, and particularly young people, are considering emigrating. But we've always had that. Even when things were good, one in five young people would leave the country because it's a kind of rite of passage, isn't it? Well, our next guest can tell you all you need to do to know if you or maybe one of your kids or nieces or nephews want to move to Australia because there's key countries we go to as Irish people. America, Canada, Australia. America, Canada or Australia. They're the key countries, aren't they? They're the ones we pick. Seven years ago, Caroline McKenna left County Down, I know it well, for a few months to travel to Australia. But she fell in love with it and fell in love with the lifestyle. So she stayed there, carved out a successful career and started a hugely successful podcast called A County Down Under. That's good, isn't it? Down Under. It's a guide for anyone who wants to know what life is like in Oz. Caroline has over 140,000 followers on Instagram and recently decided to move home just for one year. Why, you might ask? Well, let me ask Caroline herself. Caroline, good evening to you. Good evening, Niall. How are you? I'm good. First question, why did you move home if you just love it so much? <laughs> it's the question that I ask myself on nights like tonight when it's pouring down rain, it's grey, and I'm getting photographs from Bondi Beach with my friends sitting there watching the sun come up. But um, yeah, it's 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 been a roller coaster, Nile, and I think for a lot of expats after the pandemic, there was a lot of time to consider what really was important in life. And for me, um, that time away from family and not being able to get home for nearly three years due to that mm-hmm. made me realise I wanted to come home and reconnect with family and friends after such a long time apart and. The longer you live out in Australia and many other countries, the harder it is to get home every so often. And mm-hmm. the prices of flights have definitely gone up since then. So it's a time to reconnect for me. And it's been it's been a whirlwind. And what part of County Down are you from, by the way? Newcastle, the most beautiful oh, okay. part. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was only there three weeks ago. What beautiful beaches, by the way, in Newcastle, I have to say. I was We're only very there about three lucky. weeks ago. Yeah, and you go the, go there, go to the beach, play the slots. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great place to be. It's a beautiful part of the country too. But what is it about Australia that seems to attract people so much? I mean, is it cheaper to live there? Are property prices cheaper? Is there good health care? These are all the things that concern people if you're going to, you know, if you're going to get up and move sticks, you know what I mean? Absolutely. For me, um, I really find that I was a huge homebird and that was a big thing, you know, for someone like me to go to Australia, it was only just to go and travel and to see what it would be like to live there. I had no intentions of ever sticking around just to travel around and, and meet up with old friends. And the thing when you get over there, Niall, is that as soon as you touch down on Australian soil, it's just a home away from home. Within minutes, you'll hear an Irish accent. You'll have someone taking you in under your wing. And you're really well looked after, regardless of what career you're in. It's an opportunity to to flourish in your career or to choose a totally new career path. I had Mm -hmm. many friends who went to Australia 
with no degrees or idea of what they wanted to do with their lives. And it really shaped and molded them into the person they became. I'm a teacher and I couldn't get a job in Ireland as a teacher, a permanent position. So I tried to move to England and I started to fall out of love with my vocation because I felt like I wasn't being treated fairly in the workplace. You weren't being valued, yes. It wasn't being valued. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough job. I mean, in terms of nurses and teachers especially, that's why we're on strike a lot over here. We do a lot and we do it because of the love of the job and our career. But the way that things are going, you really couldn't work in it for another 40 years. No. Because it's just exhausting and running us down. So what I loved about moving to Australia was when I tried out teaching over there, I realized that, you know, during the day I was Miss McKenna in the classroom. But I also then was Caroline outside of the classroom. I had a life beyond the classroom and there was a lot more balance to life. When I lived here, I absolutely lived to work and moving Mm -hmm. to Australia, I worked to live. You've got a whole new prospect and aspect on what your life should look like and it's just a really beautiful way of living. The Aussies have a very great way of seeing the world. They really seize every opportunity. And does your, money, early. Does your money stretch further? Oh, absolutely. The cost of living is expensive, but I mean, so is Dublin. Yeah, <laughs> when well. you go and try and live in Dublin or you know try and get accommodation in any of these cities, it's going to cost a lot. But the salaries are twice the price. I mean, for teachers especially, as a graduate teacher, when I came out of teaching, it was a £19,000 starting salary as a teacher here. And that just about covered my rent when I worked in England. I could just about justify my CrossFit membership once a month. And it was a lot of money, you know, and you were working yeah. many, many hours and wondering what for. Whereas in Australia, the starting salary for a teacher just in New South Wales and Sydney, um, especially was $72,000 a year. $72,000. I know, I know there's one and a half dollars per pound. But still, yeah. 72,000 is a huge difference. So I don't know what Absolutely. that is in sterling. Probably about, what, 42, 40? No, it's a bit more, actually. It's probably about A bit more. 000. It's You might not get that, you know, 10, 15 years in a teaching job here. And you were just doing that as a starting salary as a graduate teacher. And it meant then that you could go off and, and have a lovely evening and go for that dinner or say yes to that concert or go away for the weekend with your friends and come back to work on Monday feeling like the best version of yourself and ready to give that off into the classroom, that good, positive energy. You weren't run down and drained. So and it's how just did the a, classroom, a great way How did the classroom adapt to your northern accent, by the way? Was that okay? Did they, <laughs> did they have a few difficulties when you turn around and say, who's that wee boy in the corner over there? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can just picture it, I had uh, the most beautiful classroom looking out over Sydney Opera House in a gorgeous all-girls private grammar school. And it was just absolutely beautiful. The kids took me in under their wing. I had to slow my accent down. And every time I came home to Ireland for a holiday, I'd come back and my accent had sped up again. So they taught me to slow things down to pronounce my vowels. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I learned a lot of Aussie slangs and I'm now an Australian citizen. So I'm a proud Aussie myself. But it's a, it's a beautiful way of living. And what and I really why, love why did you want to become a citizen in such a short amount? How long are you there, by the way? Um, seven years. Okay, and, and why did you want to become a citizen? Because many people go, you don't have to become a citizen. Of course, you can keep your Irish, Irish citizenship or, or British, whichever it happens to be. Why did you want to become a citizen? 
when you become, when you land on Australian soil and you're there within a few months, there is not many Irish people that don't want to live there forever. You know, even when your families come out to visit, they'll all say, I can understand why you don't want to come home. It's just a whole new world. Australia is 10 years ahead of where we are in Ireland in terms of mental health, looking after ourselves before anything else and taking care of yourself a lot much, a lot better than, than anyone else. The so weather it, has it, a lot to do with it too, hasn't it, really? Because, you know, we I mean, you look at it here for the last, you know, three or four weeks in County Down, for example, it's rained. Now, I know we had a nice June. You know, we had a few weeks. We, we get excited when we get a few weeks of good weather, a couple of weeks. We call that a heat wave when we get two weeks of good weather. But when you've nice weather, you can make plans. You can go away for weekends. You can plan a hike in the evening time or you can go out for a walk. But you can't do that over here because the weather is just so miserable. And, and, and I can understand why that type of climate, you know, having, you know, Christmas dinner on the beach <laughs> would be so appealing. It's interesting you say that because I had that mentality as well. I thought, you know, I could never move back to Ireland because it was the weather that um, kept me there. But over the last two years in Sydney, we've had a thing called La Nina. And what you see outside your window right now with that grey, miserable sky and the rain is what we had in Australia for the last two years. And it was only in that time that it it was like an epiphany moment for me where I realised it's not the weather in Australia that keeps people there. It's the mentality. It's the getting up early every morning, starting your morning off properly. When you wake up in Australia at 5.30 in the morning, the rest of Australia is already awake. They've already done their workout. They've already gone for their coffee. They've gone for their morning walk. They've had their time before they go off to do their job. They then go and do their job. But when it comes to the weekends, they jump in the car. They go for road trips. They go on new adventures. They say yes to opportunities. And that's what I'm trying to show here now is that I have come home to Ireland and brought that Australian lifestyle home with me. I mean, the weather's been terrible. It's been absolutely terrible. But I'm the happiest I've ever been because I've implemented that Australian lifestyle here. I still get up every morning, even if there is no sun. And Mm. I watch the sun come up in the mornings. I get up and I go for my walk. I find one cafe in the local area, Charlie's Base um, in Newcastle Main Street that opens at 6.30 every morning. So I go and have my coffee. I have my workout and then I start my day. And I do little things like that. And I go on road trips around Ireland. I mean, I'd never seen most of Ireland before I left. I was that much of a hurry to try and leave Ireland to turn my back on this beautiful country. And now I've come home with open, fresh eyes to see that happiness really is an inside job. And I always and do they go to bed early? Sorry for interrupting, but you know the way you're yeah. saying they get up early. The work, you know, they start yeah. work or they're up at half five in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. Do they go to bed early as well? Is it in oh, bed by nine o'clock? Oh yes, this is. I've um, I've made a special agreement this evening to come on here because I <laughs> usually in bed <laughs> at about half nine. But if you do, you need that to oh, sleep. I'm so that's sorry, we're keeping you up now. No, I love it. I love it. It's great, but. You do, you have to You have to balance it. You've got to keep a good lifestyle. You've got to look after your health, your wealth, your body. It all ties in together and it's all about going to bed early. It's funny, all the Aussies, you know, we're out, out cold by 9.30. Nobody calls one another after <laughs> 9.30. It's quite a nice way of living, but um, it really what? is. It's not a it's, bad, it's a complete lifestyle change. Because it. your average Irish person doesn't go to bed at half 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know. So it's a complete exactly. lifestyle change, isn't it? And it can be implemented here now. And that's what, as much as I love to encourage and and I help 
teachers and nurses especially, but I also have an ultimate guide ebook where I can help anybody that wants to move to Australia. But for those who aren't in the position to move to Australia and who look at Instagram and social media and, and try and compare their lives and may feel like the grass is greener in Australia, I'm trying to show by living this out in Ireland right now that happiness comes from within and happiness is not a postcode. I agree it's with all you. About, I do agree yeah. with you. But in saying that, when you've got pressures of life, the cost of living, the cost of, like if you're living in Dublin, for example, and you know there's not a possibility as a young person you'll ever own a home because it's yeah. too expensive uh, and you'll end up on public transport for one and a half, two hours because you have to live outside Dublin. You know, that makes it very difficult to live that positive life. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we all have reasons in our external environment to be negative and to be upset. I mean, we could just walk down the street and find 10 reasons instantly to have somebody annoy us or upset us. But it's about what you do and can control in your inner self that can help make the day. It doesn't have to be the best day, but it can be a better day from implementing just small little changes in your life. I mean, I'm still an Irish citizen. I want to move home, like, officially, permanently one day. I have all of these struggles, too, about trying to get a mortgage and trying to get a house and the cost of living. And even just since I've left, the cost of petrol and diesel and chocolate bars have all gone up 10 times fold. But Mm -hmm. it's all about controlling what you can control, and that's all we can do as, as humans, is, is do the, do our best and get up every day and try our best in whatever it is. We can always find reasons to be upset. And looking at, you know, if somebody was thinking about moving there, a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, whatever it is, how firstly, how easy is it legally to, to get a work visa to go over? And, you know, once you have a skill, I suppose it's a lot easier, I imagine. Anyone can go to Australia. Um, if you have an Irish passport, you can go right up until the age of 35 on a work and holiday visa. If you're past the age of 35, there are so many other visas, especially if you are a doctor or a dentist or a nurse, there's skilled migration visas. And that's what I try and help because when I moved to Australia, I didn't have anyone, there was no such thing as somebody around here that knew how to move there. The only thing I'd ever seen of Australia was neighbors and home and away. So I'm just (laughs) trying to help people to do that so I work with Australian recruitment agencies there's no extra fee or cost they don't deduct from your pay scale and your salaries they just want to help make that transition easy because there is a lot of paperwork in between for the likes of doctors and nurses and teachers to register over there so we just make life easier for people but if anyone's listening that wants to move to Australia or has been thinking about it my advice is and in life is just to go for it you'll never know unless you try and it's always just a flight away And if it's not Australia, just go and travel, go and see around Ireland, go around Europe and do what you can because, you know, tomorrow's not promised to anyone and life is so short. No, and the world owes us nothing, as we all know. Absolutely. And and when you talk about the cost of living in Australia, how much would it cost, you know, to live in what we would call a housing estate here or a community? How much would, you know, a three-bed house cost? Or do they have three-bed houses? I'm sure they do. How much, how much would they cost? Well, the likes of Bondi Beach, the famous Bondi Beach, I mean, you would not be able to buy. It's the same for us over in Australia. You couldn't buy a house in those eastern suburb areas in Sydney. You would have to travel way out far west, western Sydney. But even just to give you an idea of anybody that's wanting to move to Australia, we usually house share a bit like you would in the likes of Dublin and London, where you'll go into a shared house with other people and you'll rent a room. 
and a room to rent is around $350 to $450 a week to rent. Um, now, that seems like a lot of money, and you think, my God, a week, not a month. But uh, that's the way it is in Australia, but your salary balances that out, and you can make enough money over there, Niall, that you can come home and build a better future for yourself. I'm not encouraging Irish people to leave and turn their back on Ireland forever. If anything, I'm trying to encourage that come home again, you know, give Ireland a second chance, but go and see the world, enrich your CV of whatever career that you are in, and then come home and build a better future for yourself. I'm looking here too as well. You were recently at a Tony Robbins event. Um, yeah. And, and Russell Brand was there as well. Uh, what was that about, by the way? It's all about awakening the giant within, and that's about... Mm. Being empowered in stressful situations, being around, you know, just day-to-day life where you could come across negative people, negative environments, maybe negative situations that you're in, and choosing to stay headstrong and positive. And I've been very honest in my journey. I've been home seven months now. It has been difficult, you know, some days to be positive. And I try and be that role model for my students online and for my followers. But there are days where it can be really difficult. So that time with Tony Robbins, it was all about teaching you that no matter what it is you're going through in life, to be resilient and to, to keep a thick skin. And, and was it worth it? Because I know, I know it's expensive enough to go to Tony Robbins, isn't it? So, but it, it is, is it, yeah. Is it worth it? Oh, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, anything to do with yourself, you know, we, we can spend a lot of money on other people or caring for others, but when it comes to ourselves, we're not very good at justifying why we should work on our mental health and our well-being. But an investment in your well-being is an investment in the future, in my mind. And um, that ticket was actually from four years ago. I was meant to see him in Sydney, and um, it, this is the first time he's come back after after COVID. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was really worth it. I love going and meeting new people and just being mm-hmm. able to share that wisdom with my followers. And and you're staying. How long are you going to stay? You're going to stay for another few months uh, in County Down, and then you're heading That's back. That's it. I'm back. Yeah. Are you looking I'm forward to going back. back? Are you looking forward yeah. to going back? Sorry, I keep talking over you. Um, yes, okay. I am going back in October. I'm taking over a group of Irish who are afraid to move to Australia by, their sel- by themselves. They've always wanted to travel but haven't had the courage. So I'm taking 30 um, Irish guys and girls who want to move to Australia and we're going to travel the east coast of Australia. Um, so that's in October and really looking forward to that. But I have to climb Kilimanjaro first. I'm <laughs> just adding a few you other thought, things. You're doing everything. Right. You're getting it all out of your oh, system, God. aren't you? Yeah, getting it all out of the system. I'm climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania for PIP suicide prevention charity in September. So that's on the bucket list first. And mm. then off to Australia. And I, I just tell my parents, you know, I don't know how long I'm going for. It might, I might be here forever. I might not. It's very hard when you've got family over here and as of they get older. Of course leave them, yeah. You know, it's never and, gets and any you have, easier. I mean, when you say you live every day, you, you know, there's no promise for tomorrow and I get that. I always say yeah, live every day like it's your last, okay? And maybe that's a bit of a negative way of looking at life, but but I think we should, particularly when I spoke to one of our previous callers about 20 minutes ago there and her husband died quite young of a heart attack in the middle of the night, perfectly healthy, right? So we should live every day like it's our last and value mm. every single moment of our life. But still, we like to have a plan. Do you have a plan for the future? I mean, do you see yourself or where do you see yourself in 20 years? I have a goal and I just stick to my values. And that really is now to 
really bring um, positive mental health strategies into Northern Ireland and Ireland especially um, with education. I My goal is to try and help as many kids as I can. I know that we're going mm-hmm. through um, a massive pandemic in itself with mental health and the services here and I just want to help as many people as I can and within the education system. So I am working hard behind the scenes to do what I can to bring those Australian strategies. I was going to say we could learn a lot from Australia. Absolutely. Mind you, they could learn some things from us too, but we could learn a lot from them. Yeah, yeah. In in, in relation to how they deal with their citizens and and healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, because they have a much better healthcare system than we have. Um, That's it. Mm, yeah, I think that's that, and that's all very important, particularly when it comes to mental health too, because our mental health services, particularly in the Republic of Ireland, more so even than Northern Ireland, the HSE, by the way, is bad by times, but the or yeah. I should say the NHS, but the HSE is even worse. Um, mm-hmm. So we could learn a lot from that. But listen, thank you very much indeed. It's been enlightening listening to you, by the way. <laughs> and if, if people want any information or they're looking for advice or whatever it is, they can go to your Instagram. And yeah. your, what is your Instagram account again there? Just give it out there. It's at a county down under. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, podcast, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> just give me a shout and um, just drop me a message and I'll be able to help anybody that's either wanting to move to Australia or move home. Caroline McKenna, it's at county down under. That's easy one to remember, at county down under. Uh, if you go to her TikTok or to her Spotify, her podcasts are up there. Or if you go to her um, Instagram account and you pop her a message, she'll be sure to give you whatever advice you possibly need. Caroline, lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. And good luck, by the way, when you head back. Thank you, Niall. Lovely to chat to you. Take care. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.